0: Father in heaven, thank you for this moment. We are beginning to deal with this second presentation regarding the Apostle Paul letter to the Corinthians. Help us to learn skills and ideas, concepts that might be helpful for us in dealing with similar things that are happening in our congregations nowadays. Be with us, with Pastor Del Valle and myself and with one each one of those who are here we ask these things in Jesus name amen well um quick review yesterday we were um uh, talking about um why or the rationale for 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 our presentation and of course, the epistle of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians was a very, very, extremely challenging um, epistle to write. It was a very singular condition in which the um, the church was, and this is the geography of the place. Corinth was here. It is still um, in the same place, but... Uh, of course, long ago, the members who required the visit and the missionary effort of the Apostle Paul are going. By the way, some people in, in the new tendencies of the hermeneutics are working, thinking in this way. They say, well, the congregation disappeared. The problem that uh, started or moved that letter disappear. So there is no rationale for us to be reading that kind of stuff. There is not a purpose learning in doing that. We need to rewrite the Bible for ourselves. There is a tendency, you know. When I when I I was in a classroom, when I heard that and I said for myself, that that's the craziest thing that I ever heard, you know. And uh, but this is what people in leading seminars working on hermeneutics are thinking in. So we need to be aware of that. What is the purpose for us of reading um, a epistle like Corinthians? What what is what is the meaning? We need we need to rewrite Corinthians. No, we we don't need to do that. We need to learn from that experience and be faithful to the written word of God there, and to apply to the condition of the word nowadays, because we are choosing Corinthians, and that is a um, casual conversation, uh, coming back from 3ABM, and I don't know now if, if we, we were coming back or going, uh, or going to, but we were in that kind of endeavor with um, Pastor Dr. Del Valle, and I say, look, Eric, it would be good maybe to share this as um, as a Corinthians to apply to contemporary issues because that is the same kind of stuff that we are living in our society and and that is the reality so today we are going, and you have a couple of documents and we are sharing with you and and yesterday we were telling you that we were going to share, because the Apostle Paul founded this church, was um, um, sometime three years in the city, and we mentioned that. And he established, um, he worked with a local synagogue, and from that, probably he began to establish a connection with the basis of the early church, Oh, to the Corinthians over there, and when he left, he left an organized church, but problems appear, and that is the reason of this letter. And probably it's not we mentioned, that probably it's not the, this is not what we have is not the first, because probably it's the second. The Apostle Paul mentioned here in First Corinthians five nine. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with a sexually immoral people. However, when we read 1 Corinthians, um, especially between the section of chapter 1 and 5, there is nothing in reference to that. That means that probably the Apostle Paul sent another letter. So we are going to be dealing with this, the first, probably the second. And, and the second, it's not the second then, because it's, or the third, or the fourth. There was something, and we mentioned that yesterday, that in the early days, that was a kind of distance learning process in the early churches. Uh, good afternoon, welcome. And uh, because Paul was in Ephesus, and he was writing to the Corinthians in, in Corinth, and leading them from distance, and that is a kind of distance learning process. We were giving you um, an idea, and we said that we didn 't promise that we were to finish this week. Um, uh, we say that if we can't, we are going to continue uh, until we finish uh, next year, probably. And, uh, but uh, the topics are quite interesting because this is a, a synthesis of, um, of the picture, the whole picture of the epistles. And uh, probably there are people um, that might be interested in, in certain other topics. But remember, um, before you leave today, write something and tell us what are the topics that you prefer to be dealing with. And we are trying to concentrate on upon that. Because for example, there are people that say, I would like to to talk seriously about the gift of tongues or tongues interpretation in the church. And what is the meaning, what is the connection between, for example, the gift of tongues in the book of Corinthians with the book of Acts and the manifestations in Chapter 2 of the book of Luke, um, Acts of the Apostles. And uh, of course, there, is, uh, there are several, several issues of, of connection and also several issues of variance in between both um, documentations. Yesterday, we began to be exploring divisions in the church. And, um, and, and basically, we were dealing with that and we are going to be dealing today regarding um the divisions in the charge. Of course, um maybe what we need to work today is a little bit of the application. I don't know if if in the morning they can write this. It's a very important um electronic address here. Uh and don't, don't say to Shim that I am deleting the, the the email of the wife, but when we work when we work in the church, and this is a kind of applied uh, sometimes schedule, we in conference are working in a kind of triangle with the with the churches. Is the local church the local church is who elect the conference officers. And the conference officers l- select the pastor. And sometimes there are problems. This is In the Bible, you are going to, to see the theory, OK? Here is the picture that we are having. And this is our reality. Sometimes, from the conference, we are dealing with internal pro- problems In the the church. Sometimes the problem is. Between leaders. Or among leaders. It's a tension. And sometimes we are working. From the conference. Through the pastors. About this. And sometimes. Neither the pastor or the conference. Might solve some kind of. Problems. And we are trying to. You know to balance. And to look for. Solutions in the local churches. Let me... I can, I can use a lot of examples of Michigan, you know. <clears throat> but I prefer not to use it inside Michigan. <laughs> Let me share with you, I was visiting Costa Rica. And, um, and every time that I visit that country, in which we serve for a certain amount of years... Um, about 20 years ago, they invited me to a church in, early in the morning. So I preached in that church, and they moved me uh, in, into another place. And, uh, and we went preach in that congregation, preaching a third congregation. And a fourth sermon, uh, they took me uh, into, they say, another church. But when I arrived to the church, I said, we were here before. Yes, yes, pastor, we were here. It's the same building, but this is a different church. Look, uh, 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 excuse me. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is the same building, and you say that in early in the morning was a church here, Seven day Adventist, yes. And now is another church, seven day Adventist, yes. Both of them speak Spanish, yes. <laughs> but this is a different church. They do have... Um, a, a body of elders, church board, different. It's recognized by the conference. And what, what, what's the issue? Music. Music. So sometimes, sometimes, we are dealing with problems, and we are not solving at all the problems. So how in the world you might be able to understand that even when we have the same Bible, the same spirit of prophecy, the same church manual, and the same hymnary book, we do have two churches because difference of worship? Well, the problem here was that one was with the hymnal. And the other was with kind of contemporary uh, style of music. So, let me ask you something. And help me. What is the problem here? What is the problem? Question. Let me, let me approach to the point here. Is the problem in the church? is the problem in in the people of the church or is the problem in the conference (laughs) look the the same bible you you agree with that same bible same same church manual and same um, hymnal yeah I understand that but but even though we have in Spanish, by the way, because um, in the Spanish world, we have a new hymnory in which there is a lot of element renewed for the new hymnory. So there is no reason in which we might have an issue on that. That, that is something that we need to take in account when we consider the context you agree with that because you know that we do have and you use the new hymnal in in spanish you know and um, is there in puerto rico something like this
1: always always you find a church that want to things different right.
0: yeah well here here we need to discuss seriously with the local leaders about the concept of unity in teaching, doctrine, and practice. And this involves, so this is not only affecting the local leadership, but also the conference leaders. Because from here, we need to, I will not say enforce, but inspire unity in the local congregation. Because the models of unity they need to have. Sometimes they need to work out a kind of alternative inside the church, but the church has to be with a love, unity, and acceptance of certain tendencies in the local church. Yes? Are these
1: similar to the relationship? of regional conferences from the Mississippi this direction.
0: And the Anglo. Well yes, I understand that what what you um are taking this. <clears throat> but um let me tell you that there is kind of flavor, local flavor in the local congregations, similar I will say Because the Caribbean uh, churches of Costa Rica are more Anglo churches, and there are more Afro-Caribbean people in the churches. Um, In in San Jose, the city, um, tend to be a lot of white people, uh, more than in the Caribbean side. But race is not the problem in general. In Costa Rica. In that area. In that area. It, it,
1: that's what I, would, I think what I was asking is, are we dealing with a similar issue here in
0: America when we have regional... And, oh, yes. Uh, it, it's, it's,
1: we're, we're, at least at some point in time we decided unity was not working.
0: Yes. Yes, that's the that's point. So we need to think about and reflect about how we might be able to create unity. And... And in in that reflection, we need to we need to accept and open our minds uh, to different um, styles and tendencies. When um, every time I enter into Umuhusa, our church in Grand Rapids, or Maranata, our African Rwandan church in in Maranata, I'm going to know that they and by the way they are both of them are very conservative very conservative churches but and they were they were um uh, doing worship in um in separation and uh through this month um in this month they are going to end it up um in one in one church one church coming together and i please it is a positive move it is a positive move sometimes what we need to 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 do is to detect what what is what is the real problem here because sometimes it's not it's not the music sometimes our leaders in the music that are in tension in between because if you displace someone of them they are kind of you know, some leaders in the church and and you know um you, you need to remember something. Music who is who started music uh before the world started? Yes, you're right, and that is part of the problem. So we need to bring a spirit of humbleness in the church and surrender and looking for unity, and when you are working into that, you know, um, confession and um, brotherhood, spirit, appears, and everything is solved. Everything is solved. So these are some of the problems in the practical way that we are going to see. Probably you are not going to... um, uh, forget this situation but but this is something in I will say in conference styles of leadership and uh, and and this is when when you when the conference select a pastor the pastor the conference and the church they need to agree about that kind of leadership if you are not in agreement you are going to have a kind of tension at some point so this triangle is some kind of teaching to us how we might be able to be living here the problem in corinthian church was not exactly this what was not it, it here was not a conference you know but the tension was because the local charge, they do have a kind of uh, visiting pastors or, or speakers, and in, in that charge um, came Apollos, came Peter, came Paul, and there were people that say, I prefer being of the Lord, tended to be maybe neutral. In in that kind of tension. But they were making divisions because here there was a, I call this, idolatric spirit from the members to the leaders. Idolatric feelings. They reached the point to idolatrize the speakers. And that is going to bring a kind of tension here, with here, and with here, and with here. By the way, they were in tension among them? No. There was not a problem between or among Apollos with Paul or with Cephas. That was not the problem. The problem was with the uh, tendency of the believers that were grouping here, patronizing some of them. And this, with a kind of spirit, trying to move this here to say we are over all. But this is a kind of ownership feeling. They belong to us. They, you, you understand what is that, you know? And that, that, is, that is difficult. Sometimes we need to avoid in the church that kind of spirit. And we need to think that the church belongs to who? To the Lord. There is, there is no other way in which we are going to be able to work. And, and let me share with you that when 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 in practice in practice um we need to work very a, a very good spirit of pastoral ethics and uh um when pastors are opening opinions with name to other pastors, I I I have problems. It's not good. We are not going to give opinions to, um, to our colleagues. And sometimes an administrator might request um, uh, from us an opinion over a sermon or something that saved our reputed pastor in the sermon. And, and there is a lot of that, believe me. Uh, sometimes in some church, such and such a speaker is saying something and and is reverberating in the conference and is coming to the conference knowledge about that uh, that uh, there is a kind of heresy, uh, deviant teaching coming from such a such a pastor. Um, and please, if you are working with that, uh, <clears throat> do not make comments about that. Something is wrong. What we need to do. Please, if I am saying something wrong, let me tell you what I wish to happen. I wish that you come to me and say, Pastor Daniel, you did say this and this, and that is wrong. That is wrong. Please, I'm going to say that in a kind spirit, but that that is wrong. And uh, I'm going to review, I'm going to check, I'm going to see my notes, I'm going to review my sermon. And let me tell you that I'm going to correct myself, and I am very, I'm going to be very thankful for that. Amen. But that, where is this coming from? From the teaching of the Lord Jesus. When you have a difference with, yes. with, a, with, a, with a member of the church, we need to go to the person and talk to the person and arrange with the person and make friends and brothers again with the brothers or sisters in and to try to revamp the good spirit that we need in, in the church. So that, that in, 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 in the other is the pastoral transition. When one pastor left a district and leave a church behind, it is difficult it is difficult. Sometimes the congregation is very happy. <laughs> Sometimes it's very happy. Sometimes the congregation is very sorrowful. Sometimes it's sad. But let me tell you that from the heart of the pastor, the movement, it's, it's sad. Because when you put all your heart and time in a church, and you made an effort day by day with that congregation, is very difficult also for the pastor. But sometimes members are calling back the pastor and say, Pastor, we're missing you. We, we want you to get back. Um, when you are going to get back, and there is another pastor, what, what, is, the, what is the practice here? When there is a a new pastor, uh, the practice is the former pastor or former pastors are not going to get back to that. It's difficult. It's sad. But the new pastor needs to grow in his leadership. Um, I do remember... Um, uh, a former situation that probably you remember too in which um, former pastor who who tried to to build that kind of idolatric uh, feeling he was very very uh, he was feeling very supportive and he was in contact by phone by social media and so on with the former members. That is not good. Yeah. That, that is not good. Because, because when, when, when a pastor. A professional pastor. Is doing that. Is in certain sense. Uh, hurting the ministry. Of the new pastor. Yeah. And, uh, and I would say. That in the long run. Is hurting himself. In the ministry. Because that is not the spirit. The proper spirit of a pastor. It's not good for the other. It's not also good for himself. So here we have that kind of tension. So Apollos come and, and show, you know, all his skills. Remember, Apollos, Greek names, came from Rome, from the persecutions. And the Corinthians, they remain like having the bachelor for you know, for a month in the church. And they were very happy, you know. And uh, and probably when when all their pastors were there, they were doing some kind of human-level comparisons. But the Apostle Paul, this is only by inspiration of the Lord, because here is Paul. He was compared uh, with the others. And he began to, he didn't take any advantage of the point. He didn't say nothing about himself. He began to say to them, What are just we? Servants, diaconoi. That is the word that he used. A minister. And these are diaconoi, as servant leaders. That is, there were some with certain specialties. Well, probably. Apollos was <laughs> very good in, in the theaters doing evangelists side, And uh, probably in the visiting, uh, probably Paul started some things. And he remembered even those who were baptized by, by him. But always the credit in the letter was here. And here, every one of them He didn't classify. He didn't level. He only says what we were. We were servant leaders. And that is bringing a new spirit. Those who are doing supporting ministries from time to time, visiting our churches. And they need to be very careful in that. And and you leaders in the church. You need to be very careful in in that kind of situation. Because um, this is not to divide the church. Sometimes people in churches take advantage of the visiting uh, situation to, um, to try to do something that they do not perform. It's very common in the Hispanic circles. And let me tell you why. Probably he already knows. Of course, <clears throat> there are many coming from Catholicism. And in Catholicism exists confession. And they, they think that they need to confess something, and they choose a visiting pastor to confess. What we are going to do with certain kind of situations like, like that? Well, um, let me tell you that we need to take distance of that. We need to help the person, we need to support the person, we need to pray for the person. But we need to express to the person that confession is directly to the Lord. And besides that, if repair is necessary, the person needs to repair. And sometimes we need to invite the local leader of the church to be involved in that process, but we, as a visiting pastors, we need to go away of, of that. I do, I do remember when I <coughs> came to a, a country in south in Central America, and somebody approached to me and says, um, and uh, and came to me and say, look, uh, professor, professor of theology from Europe is um, teaching this and this regarding Ellen Chihuahua. And I've been listening to them for about 45 minutes. 45 minutes, you know, and they were angered with, with that person. And when they finish, I ask, any one of you talk to him? Did you talk to him? And the problem was there was one leader that I know him uh, say yes. And I know that leader, very strong leader. And he said yes, OK. And what was the reaction? Uh, the reaction was, uh, I don't care. I say, well, if that happened, follow the, the protocol of the church manual. First of all, he's a brother in the faith. He's a brother. So we need to treat him like any other member of the church. So go to him and talk to him. If he is rejecting what you are suggesting, go with a witness. And if not, then you go with with local leaders to him and present that. That is the, the protocol that is in the church manner. If I was in that condition, I would be very happy for that. So, follow that. And after, you, you're going to see. Um, did, did I say something about that person? Never. Believe me. No, I didn't say I didn't any word about that person. I do have my opinion, by the way. Um, but uh, I never, never say any word about that. Why? Because this is something that they need to, um, to fix in between uh, members... And that person, and we need to respect that. Um, okay, this kind of situations appears in this kind of uh, conditions, and uh, in supporting ministry, visiting speaker, and always, always, we need to look for solutions in the church. We need to to try to envision how we might be able to create unity, because if we don't have unity we are going to lose power to reach out the, the community for which we are uh, working with. Absolutely. So this is, this is important. And this is a big teaching coming from the epistle to, to the Corinthians. Uh, so um, that, that is a, a very important thing. So... Um, we are going, I don't know, Eric, you want to comment something regarding, we, can we jump into the next point?
2: <laughs> what past- and Mike. <laughs> what Pastor Escarone is telling us is what the Bible says. You see, the Bible established a protocol and that is a standard. What you are presenting now is a philosophical Exception, extraordinary philosophical exceptions. And exceptions are not part of the standard. Exceptions are exceptional by definition. You see? So we have to address as an exception in that specific co- uh, context. But what he is establishing in base of the writing of Paul and the manual established is the standard, the protocol. Because you cannot make a, a, a standard based on exceptions. That is an impossible possibility. <laughs> I want to clarify that. First the setting, and then the exception. No, I know, I know, but here's the one. <laughs>
1: you finished? No, I finished, yeah. <laughs> I know when I get in and when I get in.
0: Look, look, uh, what I was going to tell you, yes, what I, what I was going to tell you is this. Um, besides the factor that Pastor de Valle says, that, that probably is, um, if you are referring to what we talked yesterday, um, probably my argument in that would be this. And I know that we are working with a different background condition, okay? but even though, but uh, by article um, what is eight of faith of that congregation, they believe and at least that the Bible is the word of God until is correctly translated. Do do I say right? I am right. It,
1: it's actually changed to where they believe that the Bible is the word of God as long as it agrees with what they agree with. And other than that, it's cultural. You know that that was then then it's not us now.
0: Okay. So that's not really true anymore. So okay, I, I do believe but I I that that is that is the that is part of the exception that probably um, um, he is um, working with. But I will say that as a believer of the Bible, and you present yourself as a believer of the Bible, we, following the teachings of the Lord Jesus, who teach us, who taught us how we're going to deal with difference in the church, the recommendation is that we were going to go to the person. Okay? So you, following that, you are going to talk to the person. If, as you say, the person didn't accept, then you take a local leader as a witness that you went to him and talked to him regarding that. And if at that point, you, when you went first, and you, when you went in the second level, were not accepted, then the Bible, Jesus says, you go with the general leadership and talk to them about the situation. And that is the protocol. That that is is the protocol. Because let me tell you that sometimes um, in, in church... Administration, in certain, in certain places, it is difficult to go alone. And, and due to the same factor, ethics, not yours, sometimes of the others. Okay? Because I've been finding in situations in which I, as a pastor, um, in, in certain places I've been talking with a, a leadership of an institution attached to the charge about a situation of an employee that was abusing a lady in the work. And I I, I went to work. I went to the work, to the place, and talked to the individual, rejected. Went to the the administrator. And you know what happened? They fired the, the lady. So when when that happened, when that's happened, I, I say, uh-oh, here we are in a problem. Here we are in a problem because the protocols that we are following are not accepted. So in that kind of case, you are going to feel free to act according to your conscience. What my conscience said in that moment? Well, I... I went to um, one of the, to my uh, treasurer, uh, excuse me, elder in the church, that, that now is one of the vice presidents of the general Conference, and said to him, we need to fix this situation, because this is not the only one, and we need to act here. And we went to the local union, and we present one, two, three, four, five, several issues similar. Of standards and after that I need to move out because it's not any longer my problem. It's, it's, it's the problem of, if, of the administration, how the administration is going to be dealing with that kind of, of situation. But, but you are following your conscience, you are defending a part that is affected and definitely you need to confidence that they are going to follow the process. And uh, let me tell you that the church in this moment, when you see what happened in San Antonio, are very close to that kind of situation. And at some point, we need to to expect that something great happens. Um, But what we need to do is to defend the process that is inspired in the Bible. We need to defend the protocols and we need to defend the Bible as our source of authority in all the proceedings inside the uh, church. So um, we are entering um in um in Christian behavior and discipline. You 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 find with that is the the next point you that we were yes over that point
2: because <laughs> now we get all the different angles angles <clears throat> mm-hmm. so I hope you are right feel right that we follow protocol then you follow your conscience, and then you talk to God again and you move on okay however remember this first God is in control he always is, and when you pray for him for for what you think is right and you in with intention you really surrender that to god he work out something he always answered second i would like to be realistic also saying this um the bible teach us that god is the same he never changed and we learn from the Bible that human nature is always the same. You can be sarkikoi's or you can be pneumaticoi's. You can be spiritual or carnal, political in the in the issue, no? So we know that such thing as cultural is not the main issue. The main issue is that we do hermeneutics and theology of what we want, of what we like. And to say that that is cultural, just cultural, is to put the cultural thing at the same level of the Bible. And it doesn't work like that. The Bible follows the meta-culture of heaven. Is the application of what is going to be the culture of heaven that later will be the culture of this planet after the, the second coming, the third coming of Christ, you see? So we always have to be firm and clear. So you can stand there in public and say, I don't think that disguising or approaching this as a cultural issue is the solution. But I would like to talk with you further in private. And everybody heard that and, ooh, this is so spicy. What is happening here? I want to know because it's their church. You see?
0: Okay. When, um, Thank you. Okay. When, when uh, One point more regarding that and, and we finish with the section. Sometimes we are in de- this kind of endeavor we need to understand what belongs to the church and what to belong to the culture. Okay? Because we are living in a culture, but our church is inside the culture. But which one is our authority? Of course. And I, I do believe that. And let me tell you, that is, that is my, my first point of view, even when, when we are dealing with ordination. Because when we are dealing with ordination, the church is our authority. It's not the culture. Yes. Why? Because the church following the Bible... Following the Bible, okay? The church following the Bible is the authority that is going to give the message to the culture. And because the Bible is inspired, we need to follow the teachings of the Bible because the culture is not inspired.
1: In support of that viewpoint this past weekend in London. Yes, There is a unity conference, 2017, where a number of unions who have disagreed with general conference policy have presented white papers, thought presentations, and an entire several days of seminars called a unity conference seeking unity based on cultural issues and not upon biblical authority. And some of them are even from the North American division, two unions from the North American division, as well as what the five or six unions in Europe, and some from Asia.
0: Yes, I do have here, let me um, reduce this. I don't know if I'm going to appear. It's personal files. You see here? London Unity Conference. And here are all the papers. So, yeah. Uh, and thank you for reminding me that. Because. Okay, of oh, yeah. I'll,
1: I'll let you read them and then you figure it
0: out. Yeah. Yeah. Remember something. <laughs> Remember, I was a TOSC member. I was at the yeah. TOSC, so I am in surveillance, in surveillance of this kind of stuff, and I am very concerned with that situation. Mm-hmm. And besides, and um, what you mentioned, it was very clear the days before that there was a communiqué coming from the the General Conference President telling. What are the trips approved? So when, when you are in, in, in office, uh, there are trips approved and there are trips that are not approved. Okay? When, when, for example, GYC Costa Rica is having an event and Stephen Boer, myself, are going to be there invited, what we are going to do as a workers? Yeah, we are going to go, but... As a worker, I need the authorization of this field. So I need to request permission to the local authorities and tell them if they are going to give me permission to do that. And that is the process in which there are danger here. Because they were not only with a spirit against the general conference in this kind of event, but they are in disagreement with the protocols and processes of the church. And, and the point, as a very insightful person says, are we going to pay the trips for this unity in the church for an event called Unity in the Church? Some of, those, some
1: of them were administrators of the unions who would approve the expenditure.
0: Yeah. So you, many of you, I know many of you here, you are members of the boards of the several churches. And you need to be aware of, of, of this situation. General Conference is um, establish a protocol um, of processes called working policy of the General Conference. And the working policy of the General Conference is the authority of the working policy of the North American division. And it's the, is the, 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 the mother or father of the working policy of the local union. And all those policies under that are following that. And it's very clear that they are a way out, way out of the former protocol. And um, by the way, there was a communique coming from GC. Telling them that they were at risk of that. Because let me tell you something, bottom line. I am a tithe payer in the church. And I don't want to pay tithe to bring disunity in this church. Amen. And probably you are going to agree with that. Because none of us are with that kind of spirit. Yes.
1: Where well, does First Timothy five nineteen twenty fifteen?
0: Yes, where so well, we it says, You'll
1: receive an accusation against the other except from two or three witnesses, and those who are sinned, you in the presence of all that the rest of the house What's the context kind of that? Is it church business session?
0: It's you a know, kind of kind? A, um, probably the, the first steps is. The the church manual, okay, and, and following the spirit of that, is try is try to um circumscribe the issue in a in a in a, a small group of people, in in order that the problem be contained. I would say, you know, that's the reason that that uh, that is the spirit. Of the first steps that we were talking about, because when you go to the person, first first step, okay, in the first step, the elders are not involved in the discussion, so it's person to person, vis a vis, and it's good, okay. The second step, also, is very personal, because I'm going to look for a local elder, and I coming with a local elder, and we are talking to you with a witness. So it's very circumcised. Then, in this kind of situation that you are reading, it's the same kind of thing. So the problem is contained. But when the problem began to be public, then you need to address in the same level. That is... okay. And, and here is the problem that we are dealing with. Ellen G. White say, as uh, he was planning, Paul, to leave the city for a more promising field and seeking earnestly to understand his duty, the Lord appeared to him in a vision and say, be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in the city. And and, and e. White is, you know, quoting here Acts of the Apostle mm-hmm. and is referring to Corinth. Paul understood this to be a command to remain in Corinth and a guarant- guarantee that the Lord will give increase to the seed sown and straighten it, encourage, and he continued to labor there with seal and perseverance. So um, we are going to enter into the, the topic of uh, Christian behavior, that is uh, 1 Corinthians 5. Probably we are going to be dealing more tomorrow. But this is a preamble. That What, what I'm going to, to be working now is a preamble. Um, let me tell you that relativism is impacting today's society and our charge too. And that is a problem. That, that, that really is is a problem. Social media is plenty of example in postmodern times. There is no absolutes, no absolute truth in relativism, and relativism is a temper with situation ethics. And situation ethics is more important and what is right or wrong is subject to the situation and and relative. Let me correct that, uh, that put relativist. So relativist and situation ethics destroy objective reference like commandments, laws, ethic values, and appears no player to be politically correct. What what is to be politically correct is, you know, involves do not judge because, you know, you don't want to be judged. Do not criticize anybody and get along with everybody. And when that starts to happen, some objective and biblical references are beginning to decline or are being to be in the background of the background. That that is the problem that we are having today. And that is the problem in Corinth, by the way. So 1 Corinthians 5 brings up a double standard of the Corinthians. Why? Because the Bible is presenting us a case. And here is the case. A young man that is living... With the stepmother as with the wife. And that is a biblical case, by the way, mention the Apostle Paul. And that became known in the society, Corinthian society. Now let me tell you something. To alarm the Corinthians, it, it, a, it's challenging, you know? Because the Corinthians, were very used to perceive in the society a sinful nature. But they, they, the Corinthians, were alarmed, by the way. So this is telling you something regarding the local society. I, I am not um, putting this note here by accident, <laughs> because I guess that these are observations that in certain sense, um, our context... In reading the Bible are telling us that the Bible is going to give us authority in the ways we are going to proceed with church discipline when it's needed here. And the second problem here is in the local church, in the Corinth church. Because there were in knowledge of the problem and the problem was being tolerated. And when that happened, let me tell you that a problem is coming. This is a very, very, very huge problem that we have here. Let's, let's open the Bible and let's go to the Bible. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to. Oh, don't worry. Everybody is in the same feeling here.
1: <laughs>
0: Myself, I'm going to understand very well that. So don't worry for that.
1: Since social media is a new phenomenon and people display themselves.
0: They they didn't have social media. I understand that. Well, um, it's true. Uh, there is, there were no social media, okay. but, but 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 there is a, another reality. When you enter into social media, it's like to coming out from your house and entering into a wide variety of public reflection. So you became public in a snap, just by sending the message. Now, so in certain sense, it's a kind of equivalent when you are going to give, through the sending of a message, your opinion, position, or something like likes. Um that's a problem why I'm not in social media. Um well it's um all depends i will say depending of the intention of the message depending on the intention of the of the message because there there is uh the social media sometimes is promoting people you know we are living here, we are doing this, we are visiting this city, and these are the pictures of, of that, and I bought a new yacht, and and I am visiting the Mediterranean, and IRS is calling you and saying, so this is your account? Um, because this is not reflected in your taxes of the last year. You know, Happen, so we need to be very careful with social media. with With that kind of people, I can tell you, I know people in my neighborhood that they bought. I don't know. They have fancy cars, and, and there is no problem. I'm, I'm happy they do have fancy cars. But when you when you are putting a picture of a Mercedes together with a Porsche and together with Audi and uh, and the taxes are not equivalent to that, IRS is going to knock the door by phone, telephone, or whatever. So, social media, I will say, be careful.
1: Is social media only a more immediate way of what they had back in the Corinthian time? It was tolerated, and so it went on for a more prolonged for time to become. More of a social issue. Now it's being a social issue.
0: Well, uh, if, if you are pointing out the topic that is a person living with a, with a mother, um, let me tell you that uh, Roman regulations under where they were living didn't accept that. They didn't tolerate that. They prohibited that. And, and you, can, you can find information um, regarding that. Several commentators say that. And, and when Paul says that the Corinthians that were not members in the church were alarmed, he's telling you that that something exceeds the limits of perception slash of slash toleration in the local community. This is very clear. That, that is very clear. So the Apostle Paul is writing to the members of the church because the whole body now is informed this is not personal this is not any longer personal it's public it's more than public it's a kind of exposing the local church into the variety of the views of the local community of the corinthians and this is what the apostle paul say it is reported commonly that there is a fornication among you, and such fornication, look, look what he says. Uh, that is not so much as named among the Gentiles. So here is attention: culture and church. And and the and post, the apostle Paul says, even the local culture is surprised what is going on in the in the local church. And and ye are puffed up and have not rather modern. That um, he that had done this deed may be taken away from among you. For I verily, as absent in the body, and uh, but present in spirit, have judged already as though I were present concerning him that had so done this deed. And in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ when ye are gathered together and my spirit with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh and the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. This is the teaching of the Apostle Paul. And tomorrow we are going to be invading the context. And we are going to be digging up in, into that, because the the time uh, is 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 done. Thank you for coming. God bless you.
2: This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www. Dot audioverse.org.